0: In order to lighten our workloads, episodes of Rerun Shuffle have been pre-recorded. This particular episode is recorded on March 10th, 2022. Welcome everyone to another episode of Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle and take a fresh look at Comfort TV. Uh, My name is Tim Nacy. I'm the multimedia editor around Viewpoints. I am a journalism student with kind of a focus on film and pop culture i'm a podcaster and um as you can hear i am in the same room with my esteemed co-host leo
1: we're back Woo-hoo. dodged
0: the covid bullet
1: oh that's good i'm so glad <laughs> forgot to ask about that um, <laughs> oh
0: yeah by the way they told me i was like the most positive they've ever they've ever seen in their lives like, By all rights, I should be dead. <laughs>
1: I'm happy you survived that. That must have been the worst case of COVID ever.
0: <laughs> no, but everybody, I am negative. Good. It's fine.
1: That's good. Okay, good. Um, I'm also negative. Hello, everybody. I'm Leo Cabral. I am the editor-in-chief of Viewpoints, it, uh, your Riverside City College news publication. I use they, them pronouns, and I am a queer, trans, non-binary, multimedia journalist. And I am desperately trying to gather my life together <laughs> the week following uh, JACC, so here I am.
0: Yeah, it sounded that sounded like a really stressful experience, that whole thing.
1: It was, uh, it was the first time we've done in person since the whole pandemonium began, so it was just really nice and refreshing. Uh, made some queer friends, went to a drag show, it was It was fun.
0: And Viewpoints did really well.
1: We did amazing, we took home like what, 22, 23 awards? Oh my goodness, yeah. we're great. Go, go team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Uh, what are you watching this week?
0: Um, well, it's been the usual. Honestly, I haven't really been exploring TV too terribly much. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been rewatching Chuck. Still, still, still a long way through that. I am on season four out of five now, so you're almost there. When I have to figure something else out to do with my life, <laughs> I feel that because man, I really forgot how much I love that show. <laughs> so I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss it when it ends again. Um, but I did take the plunge and check out a, sh- a new show on Netflix, new ish, came out in the last two or three weeks. Uh, Murderville.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: it's a mystery comedy on Netflix, and it's based on a BBC series called Murder in Successville. Uh, it mm-hmm. focuses on uh, Terry Seattle, who is a homicide detective played by Will Arnett, who is uh, paired up with a different celebrity partner playing themselves every week. Uh, you know, names like Conan O'Brien. Uh, the second episode is uh, Marshawn Lynch. Um, Annie Murphy's in one, Kamal Nanjiani. And the gimmick is that the story is scripted for everyone except for the guest star. So Will Arnett and the guest star need to have to improvise their way through this murder mystery. And at the end of the episode, the guest has to figure out who the murderer was.
1: Dude, this sounds amazing. It's, I've
0: only seen two episodes, but it's great. Uh, so the result is a show that feels a little bit like a game show in addition to like improv comedy. Okay. Uh, the vibe is just fascinating um, it mixes the kind of like unflinching, unwinking, deadpan humor of something like Police Squad or Angie Tribeca and basically like, it takes that and just has it descend on somebody who has absolutely no idea what's coming next <laughs> and they just have to like try to hold their crap together
1: I love that it just seems
0: like it would be so much fun to be on that show
1: honestly, that is so my niche just having like everybody but one person prepared for the script
0: and just having everybody just improv really hard at you—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really fantastic. The first episode with Conan O'Brien was great. The um, oh, Marshawn Lynch one was pretty good too. I'm—I'm I'm really excited to um to to move forward with the show and see more of this, some more of this. Uh, there's currently one season, uh, six episodes, and none of them goes too far over 30 minutes, so it's a really quick and easy watch. And I really highly recommend giving, that, recommend giving that a shot.
1: Cool. Well, that one sounds like <laughs> that one sounds like it's really right up my alley. So I'll have to check that out. Because uh, I'm also looking for stuff to watch. Um, like, I, what I did was I watched those Euphoria special episodes. Um, between season one and season two, there's these two episodes that revolve around um, the main character Rue and her love interest Jules. And um, the these these like these special episodes are confined to one area. For example, Rue is in a diner with her sponsor Ali, and like that's all the filming that's all that's where the filming is is right there in that diner and outside mm-hmm. the diner um jules is in a therapy session and you never leave that room with uh you never leave that room with Jules and her therapist and it's just very dialogue driven very like very facial expression focused mm, I do have a bottle episode yeah, it's it's interesting um it, it really gave some context into the first season um the the characters get into th- into things that they both felt like they couldn't talk about with each other like Rue is, is 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 doing drugs and she's kind of you know doesn't care if she lives or dies and her best friend slash girlfriend uh Jules is is dealing with her own with her own mother and dealing with you know her mother's addiction to drugs and how there's like parallels and how like they just feel like they can't talk to each other because like there's just a lot of emotional baggage it's really sad and really en- enlightening I, I, I really dug it
0: I have to imagine it's not as much fun as murderville then
1: no <laughs> Do, it's, don't it...
0: expect the same vibe
1: <laughs> it's a lot more depressing than murderville <laughs> Oh man! So, what do we watch? What, what do we watch for this episode, Tim? Uh,
0: this week was my choice, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided I wanted to watch some Clone Wars. Woohoo! So, for anybody unfamiliar, uh, that is uh, one of the. It's not the first uh, Star Wars um, TV series. There were a few back in the '80s. Um, Ewoks and droids, I think, were two were two were two shows. I don't think they're canon anymore. Yeah, but
1: I never even heard of those. This
0: was the first. This was the first. Um, the first actual um the first actual like canon piece of Star Wars television material that we've had. Because there was also, of course, the Star Wars holiday special.
1: You're right. Can't forget that.
0: <laughs> um but uh but yes, yeah, so this, so this this show is the first like the first major piece of like Star Wars like T V canon. Uh it ran had a tumultuous history, the Clone Wars. Um it ran on the car on Cartoon Network from two thousand eight to twenty thirteen. Um a year later, they ran a season of uh, previously unfinished episodes um, on Netflix. It's called The Lost Missions. Uh, there were a few like animatics and stuff out there, and so they ran, and so they, and so they ran that season. And there was one more final season on Disney Plus in 2020. Uh, so, and, and actually, that wasn't even the beginning of the show. It was because this one's not canon either, by the way. Oh.
1: Um,
0: the Clone Wars was originally a two D animated micro series. Uh, basically, that just means that the episodes were between three and fifteen minutes, and that was directed and drawn by the amazing Gennady Tartakovsky,
1: who's uh, amazing. Have you watched Primal, by the way?
0: I have not yet, but
1: you should watch it.
0: Uh, for anybody unfamiliar, he is he's responsible for uh, Hotel Transylvania and um, you know Dexter's Laboratory and Samurai Jack. Yep, um, definitely one of the most striking animators working in the business. Yep. Um, and that ran from 2003 to 2005. That one actually took place between, or that one was actually like it took place and it aired between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. The, the they, they kind of, so yeah, that series is not can anymore. But it's really beautiful, and it set a lot of iconography for both Revenge of the Sith and the reboot series. Like, there's a lot of stuff that makes its way into Clone Wars, and even some stuff that made its way into the movies, like General Grievous from um, Episode Three. Um, he was originally introduced in Tartakovsky's, um Clone Wars
1: that explains a lot with my girlfriend now.
0: And we and we and we, and, we, and, and, and you, know, you you learn a lot too about like like Jedi culture and like you know how they make their lightsabers like that I think I think that's where kyber crystals were properly introduced into like cinematic canon. Lots came out of that show. So yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but then in 2008 a revamped version of this of this show was released as a theatrical film, um, and later that year, Cartoon Network began running a series that continued the film's story. Uh, it takes place during the Clone War, uh, which is one of the most wild things. It's really funny to me, actually, that like people take Star Wars so super seriously, but you know, one of their big like historic events in the in like this fictional canon is clones versus robots, and wizards were the generals.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, really that's really what it is, isn't it? It's why it's
0: why, it's why I love Star Wars. Oh um, my god! So just just a quick just a quick rundown. Essentially, what happened was there was a Jedi Master named Sifo Dyas, who went over the Republic and the Jedi Council's heads and had an army commissioned by a bunch of cloners on the planet Kamino. Um, they were all they're all clones of one bounty hunter named Jango Fett and uh, they just kind of slid into being the grand, being known as the Grand Army of the Republic. Um, yeah, nobody asked for this, and then a war was incited, and nobody really asked any questions, and then there was just a giant army, and the Jedi Council was just like, I, I guess, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, oh my God, it's just, I, I'm baffled. I am so baffled, and I'm going to get into this later in the episode as well, but it, I, when I was watching that movie, and you know, Obi Wan and Anakin are like, we're just gonna go over to check something out. They have something for us. Obi Wan is just playing it off, and I was like, oh, okay, he's just playing it off because he's like here, like oh, just like scoping things out. And then no, he just reports back, and he like, we have an army, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, did you not hear how these clones were made? The this is completely unethical. They they're genetically engineered. So that they can be battle-ready. They are... They live... And die for war. Their purpose is war. Their oh, yeah. purpose and, is to die. And
0: the fur- and and further and further into the series and and into like and into like um episode three and stuff. You start to see like how truly inhuman and messed up the clones' existence is.
1: Oh my god.
0: Um, you know, there's a there's a there's a, there's a kind of follow up series called The Bad Batch that gets even more dark and oh, and, and no. dives even deeper into 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 a, into a clone's messed up existence. There's there's a lot going on. Um, I don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's, but I, I I do think though that all of it is, all of it's on purpose though. All of it is like anti, like anti, um, kind of anti Jedi, you know, Mm -hmm. because at this point in the Republic's history, the Jedi had kind of flown right up their own asses. Um, they were not paying attention to anything around them. And, and and honestly, that is not evidenced by anything more than the fact that somebody went over their heads and commissioned an army and they just didn't ask any questions. Like they didn't think something might be because like they, they, they without us knowing about it, they commissioned a whole army. And then right after we found out about that army, a Big war starts. D- 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 did they not think that somebody <laughs> was planning that?
1: Exactly. Thank you. Like, that was such an oversight. I don't know who, I don't know what they were thinking when they were writing this, but there's just, there's just disconnects. There's like, are there deleted scenes about people being like, yo, is this wrong? I don't know. Like, we have an army, like, and you know, there's tension. So why don't we just use that? Nothing, nothing like that.
0: There was just the yeah they they just kind of they just kind of got right into it and yeah it, it's it's definitely it's definitely a thing that's discussed a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, but yes the Clone War is a war that take that it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a civil war I know the, the 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 war from the the war from the beginning or from the the, the original trilogy is referred to as the Galactic Civil War but mm-hmm. um, honestly that was that was I mean I, I guess it was a civil war but that was really more of a rebellion yeah <laughs> like a, a rebellion against the tyrannical Empire. This was far more like the civil war that happened in this country. This is this was this was a a group that wanted to secede from a, a group that's actually called the Confederacy of Independent Systems, aka the Separatists,
1: um, mm. wanting to
0: secede from the Republic. And the Republic's like, nope, not happening. That's really interesting. So the Republic's got the clones and the and the and the confederacy aka the separatists have droids. And so yeah, clones versus robots with wizards as generals.
1: But it's more than that. <laughs> it's also more than that and I hate it. Oh my god.
0: So what's really interesting about this show as opposed to a lot of other animated series is that this doesn't really have an it, it, it doesn't really have ironclad central characters. There's a group of of characters some of which don't even some of some of whom don't even actually know each other. Um, Some get more screen time than others. Obviously, we get a lot of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, because obviously we do. Of course. Um, But the show kind of plays more like an anthology. Um, Occasionally, you get a few few single episodes. Like the one we're talking about, this is a single standalone episode. But sometimes they go into, like, deeper arcs. There will be, like, between three and five episodes that kind of, like, are serialized with each other. And it jumps all around the Star Wars galaxy and changes focus between things like the campaigns of the Clone War itself, you know, the daily lives of lives of people living through it, clones, citizens, civilians, even the Jedi themselves. Um, and it sometimes goes into things like the actual nature and origins of the Force. Uh, it really did serve as the perfect medium for exploring the Star Wars universe. And uh, even when the show ends, it ran for it ran for seven seasons, kind of like spread out over the course of about uh, twelve or so years. And um, Various chunks of the story and, and characters from those stories are, are kind of followed up in things like you know, Star Wars Rebels came out after that and ran for a few years. Uh, there's a direct sequel series, actually, to an arc in, Clo- in uh, Clone Wars Season 7, uh, The Bad Batch. Um, and also in the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett. Um, the trailer just dropped actually yesterday for Obi Wan Kenobi, which is the next live action series. Um, Ahsoka Tano, who we'll get to in a second, is getting her own live action series. Um, but oh yeah, they they, they continue these stories from, from 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 there, and so you'll run into characters like you'll run into characters like Rex and Ahsoka and all of these. All the uh, Cad Bane shows up at some point. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Cad Bane. I don't, I don't know why I'm bringing Cad Bane. I, I, I love Cad Bane, but he's not in this episode. <laughs> uh, you should.
1: Yeah. An- another one
0: of my favorites in this episode, though. and I'm very excited to talk about him. Um, but yeah, none of those shows that continue with it, though, manage to capture the epic scale of Clone Wars. They all get a little too like singularly focused. I want to mm-hmm. see another Star Wars show that jumps around the Star Wars galaxy in like an anthology kind of way and just shows us different... So I love Star Wars visions. So I was much. just
1: about to bring that one up. Never mind. Yeah, it's
0: not not 100% canon, but it's but it but it does like show us different angles in the Star Wars universe. That you know they could cherry pick them. There's there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they could do.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so the episode we're talking about specifically today is season two, episode 17. Um, I put the bounty hunters, but it's actually just bounty hunters. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we open as we always do on uh, one of uh, Clone Wars' delightfully cheesy uh, newsreel style openings, narrated by uh, voice actor Tom Kane. Uh, that let us know that there is a public medical station above the planet Felucia that hasn't checked in for a while. And so Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, who I think most people know, and then Anakin's Padawan, who, by the way, nobody ever mentions in the movies, ever. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and a lot of people were very weirded out by her existence. Um, she's a Taguda named Ahsoka Tano. Uh, they are being sent to investigate whether or not it was a separate attack. Um, I just want to say real quick before we get into the story I love these intros. Yeah. <laughs> They're so fun. Um but, but they they serve a really important function too because they get the story set up. Both, j- just like just like the Star Wars crawl, just like the the, the, the just like the opening crawls to the movies. They kind of get the exposition out of the way in a really quick. You know it's it's it's, it's kind of cheesy, kind of winky like haha yeah we know how cheesy this is. <laughs> um kind of way but it kind of gets us past the like 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 in the first movie like we instead of having to find out that spies stole the plans for the Death Star and that the Princess Leia now has the plans and that the Empire is after instead of having to spend 30 minutes getting to that point we just had some text and then we're immediately able to catch up with the with the Star Destroyer chasing down the the Corvette. Yeah, you think it was a Corvette. Don't at me, Star Wars fans. I don't know everything about Star
1: Wars. I don't know anything about Star Wars, <laughs> even after watching everything that I've watched about Star Wars. Um, yeah, that uh, that news, that newsy, that newsy news reel um, recap was a little jarring at first, um, considering it's Star Wars. But um, then it was comical because I'm like, okay, I can get behind this vibe. Um, it did really, it did really remind me of the Legend of Korra because they use that kind of recap style, I think, throughout the entire series.
0: Yeah, I just, I just, I just, love these two because they, yeah, they love, to, they love to, um, like, it, it, it really, it, it does, it, it sounds like, it, it actually sounds like a nineteen forties, like, like, like newsreel, like, one hundred percent, like, like, the, the, the guy, the guy, the guy even does, the guy even does, like, the guy even does, like, like headlines,
1: yeah. he's just like chaos
0: on Volusia, you know that kind of thing.
1: I just love the transatlantic, <laughs> uh, is that what it's called, the trans, transatlantic. Uh, ac- accent I'm going to put quotes around accent y'all can't see me do the air quotes but they're there
0: <laughs> it's fantastic yeah yeah um, and, and, and a lot of the times too like sometimes these, these, these will serve as recaps slightly but they nearly always possibly always I just don't have the information right in front of me here mm-hmm. um they, more often than not, at the very least, um, will give you new information that you didn't have before. They'll just be like, oh, and by the way, you know, this all this happened last week, but also Count Dooku's up to some stuff.
1: It's so dramatic.
0: <laughs> it's pretty great stuff. Uh, I love those. Uh, so, upon arriving at the orbital area around around planet Felucia, uh, the trio are greeted by a dropped ship that deploys a batch of vulture droids, which attacks their shuttle. Anakin does his best, but the shuttle crashes on the surface of the planet. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love Obi Wan so much, especially in the show. Um, the 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 That's his vibe. Um, the way he, the way he's acting, he's kind of like just kind of just, just kind of, you know, they're they the, you know, one of the engines goes out and the whole thing shakes. And He's just like, that's not good. <laughs> And he's just, he never seems particularly like bothered by anything like, he never sees the need to get super upset in a moment of crisis he's just like okay I'm just gonna hang out until I can do something about it and I'm just gonna sit here and I'm just gonna like fold my arms and be sassy
1: literally I noticed that I was like this is, this old queen just doesn't give a damn
0: he does he has, he has the energy I want I love it right um, so, after getting lo- um, after getting loose from their giant volleyball airbag
1: things, which are great, by the way, uh,
0: they take a short walk through the wilderness and the three come upon a seemingly deserted village. Uh, Anakin, just being the the, the charming future Darth Vader, <laughs> that yeah, he always is, immediately sets to work finding a ship they can borrow. I hate the way he says that. I hate it.
1: <laughs> borrow? Really,
0: you're going you're to steal a ship from a bunch of poor farmers, <laughs> dude
1: those poor farmers
0: and um after entering what is clearly someone's private residence you can see a sink in the background this is someone's house without knocking or ringing the doorbell or even like announcing his presence uh he finds a trap door which he then also throws open without,
1: <laughs> without any regard as no to, warning either
0: um where the residents of the village are holed up and clearly terrified of something mm-hmm. uh yeah as i've alluded to there are definitely cracks showing in the jedi system uh, they clearly got really comfortable really fast in this militaristic lifestyle they've kind of defaulted into.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I just I thought I was prepared to talk about this stuff, but it's just there's just so much. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, wow, that really does just says so much. Um, well, we already talked about how like nobody batted an eye when the clones were, were introduced just, and how unethical that was. And but the whole thing where they're claiming to fight the dark side and yet they do these things that we see in the episode. I thought Obi Wan was more of was was what are the words? I feel like Ob- I thought Obi Wan was supposed to rein Anakin in a bit, you know, and teach him actually right from wrong. But he just goes along with he just he just like lightly chastises Anakin and just goes along with what he, whatever he wants in this episode. Like oh, we're just gonna go borrow you know a new craft and he's just like okay.
0: <laughs> yeah Um. that's yeah the, the Jedi are very much about it feels in the show very much about like means to an end they are right. they are the guardians of peace and justice and whatever they do is in service to the guardians of peace and justice that does sound very familiar doesn't it mm. Um.
1: <laughs> and yet they're over here steal, like willing to mm-hmm. steal from terrified farmers they're they're like they're they're not even willing to hear them out Obi-Wan isn't even really willing to hear them out when they first are like hey we need help
0: yeah, that's the kind of thing, a lot of people idealize Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, but that actually is something that's always been kind of a flaw with him. Um, it's, not really, it's not really, they don't really get into it too much in, um, in, in episode one, where we actually do see a little bit of the, 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 the dynamic between um, Obi-Wan and his old master, Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, there is a book though. Um, I think it's written by Claudia Gray. I believe it's called Master and Apprentice, which is a which which is um uh, which is um Obi Wan and Qui Gon in like a pre Phantom Menace adventure that they got into, and that's Ooh. always been kind of a thing that has you know um Qui Gon Qui Gon was always a lot more of a spiritual fundamentalist Jedi Knight, and mm. he kind of locked horns with the council a lot because they had their way of doing things that they defaulted into their bureaucracy their very specific you know self-important ways right and obi-wan had been had grown up in that system and so he is kind of all about he's very by the book he's very he he will he will do what he needs to do for the order and for the republic Hmm and so yeah it, and so and so he initially didn't get along very well with with Qui-Gon and he never really got along all that well with Anakin i mean they, they do eventually come to like love each other as like as brothers but like they definitely lock horns a lot and oh, yeah. they disagree with the, with the, on, on, on the way that you handle things because Anakin is far more Qui-Gon Jinn-ish than, than Obi-Wan Kenobi-ish.
1: Anakin is just unhinged.
0: Anakin 100% is, yeah. <laughs> you can you can see why Yoda didn't originally want to train him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should be listening to Yoda. Uh,
0: so the trio are confronted by a group of bounty hunters. Um, I don't remember most of their names. It's kind of something you get a lot in Star Wars. Um, just characters kind of drop in, and they're cool looking, and you want to buy an action figure, but you don't really catch their names. There's, there's, there's a few of them. Um, Confronted by bounty hunters, who, as the village elder Cassis explains, uh, they've been hired to protect the farmers who live in this village from a band of pirates who have been forcing them to give up parts of their crops. Um, He asked the Jedi to stay and help as well, but Obi-Wan refuses, saying his first priority is the mission. We need to get back and let them know about the medical station. Mm -hmm. Um, More cracks in the Jedi system. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. I guess the dark times came a little bit quicker than that because Uh that seems like that's 100%... The Jedi's job is to help the farmers fight the pirates.
1: Right, and so the fact that that Obi Wan's just like this isn't part of my mission. This because isn't we're
0: relevant. we're we're at war. We need to deal with the war. We're generals. We're soldiers. It's really yeah. It's 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 unsavory.
1: Yeah, just how quickly, they, like you have mentioned, just how quickly they settle into that militaristic mindset. It's just like have you no compassion?
0: And uh, so yeah, but but, but to, to their credit, you know, um, Ahsoka and Anakin are both like right on board. Like they want to help.
1: Yeah, that, two, two out of three, mm-hmm. uh, two against two against one.
0: Uh, so soon after this, the pirates in question arrive, led by none other than recurring, sometimes villain, sometimes anti-hero Hondo Onaka, who is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. <laughs> he's 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 a he's a genuine threat, but he's also kind of funny. I I love villains like that.
1: I love them because they're voiced by Jim Cummings. Yes, yes,
0: <laughs> he's voiced by Jim Cummings. <laughs> um, and he tra- and um, Hondo tries to buy off the bounty hunters. Uh, but not before Obi Wan <laughs> offers him money to give them a ride off world. He's like, I'm, we're gonna go, we're gonna abandon these poor farmers who are being fleeced by these pirates, and we're gonna give these pirates more money for shuttle service. <laughs>
1: Like, did nobody realize how weird and just just hypocritical and just shady that is?
0: It's messed up. And Hondo refuses to take, you know, to take the Republic credits that Obi-Wan is offering because he's a pirate. He lives off the grid. Obviously, the, the, the proper Republic credits are probably not going to do him much good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he eventually live, um, leaves the villagers with yet another threat. Make sure you get the make sure you get the stuff make sure you get the crops ready to go or maybe there won't or maybe there won't be another harvest season, you know that kind of thing. So later, Obi Wan is talking with he's still planning on leaving, but he's decided well we're gonna talk with the villagers about their about their game plan. You know we don't want to see you get slaughtered. We're not gonna help you, but we don't want to see you get slaughtered. So they're trying they're talking through the plan, and it's very clear though that these four bounty hunters are not enough, anywhere near enough, to be able to strategically take on the pirates. So Anakin decides the best thing to do is to train the villagers to fight. Um, so yes, this is the Seven Samurai episode. They, they, they even, they even like, they're, they're at a meeting at the beginning, and Cassis is like, and, um, I think we actually have a chance, especially now that there are seven of you!
1: I know, I saw that, and I was like, <laughs> wow, I wonder who's all gonna die. Spoilers for Seven Samurai, by the way.
0: <laughs> so... The training the fighting training is off to a rough start. They mm-hmm. aren't quite you know grasping exactly that they can use their farm their farm tools as weapons and uh, one of Cass's right hand men actually even ends up throwing down his weapon and
1: quitting. About Cassis, um, I know he sounds familiar he may sound familiar. He is voiced by Gregory Baldwin, not Mako, who voices Iroh and Aku. Um, but Gregory Baldwin is the also is the is the substitute for Mako. In, in certain cases, like, when in Mako's mm. death. So they
0: were, So they were going for a Mako. Yeah, because I, 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 I could definitely kind of pick it out. I, I, heard, I heard him talk, and I was like, okay, there, there is definitely something distinct about this guy's voice, mm-hmm. but it is not anywhere near as kind of, like, you know, like, like, like just, just cool and gravelly and deep as Mako's voice. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that is not Mako, but I wonder if he's, like, someone else. I wonder if he was, like, a character actor in a movie or something.
1: He's the guy who who replaces Mako uh, for for um for Iroh and Aku.
0: Okay, so he is. So he's the. So he's the um the di- the, the Disney stand-in.
1: Yeah, because <laughs>
0: because like, Disney loves to do that. Like they 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 have they have like set actors to be there to be their characters that are like contracted to be in whatever. That's how they were able to get like so many like authentic Disney voice Disney voice actors in Kingdom Hearts, because oh. a lot of them are kind of just like on contract. Like Disney can just call them and say, hey guy who voices aladdin we need you to voice aladdin in something and honestly it wouldn't surprise me if like they didn't even know what the hell they were even like voicing aladdin for they like okay whatever is this for an action figure is this for some weird direct-to-dvd special
1: you're not allowed to ask those questions <laughs> just, just, just don't, the don't, lines. don't worry don't worry about it just be aladdin <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like... that is confidential
0: uh but so things do move forward though uh things move forward with the with the training and uh we even get to know a little bit about some of the bounty hunters not all of them you know certain 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 some of them we don't even really know their names
1: I know the one with the with the spikes. Her name is Sugi.
0: Sugi, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I kind of missed her name. The, the, I love uh, her. the only one I remembered was um I remember um, Serapis, and I remembered um, Embo. Embo cool.
1: I like Embo because <laughs> it's part of one of my usernames, Thembo. So, uh, yeah. That's all.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did. I mentioned Serapis. Um, he's one of the ones that we get to know. He's he's the, he's a he's a big droid guy, or at least we think he's a big droid guy. Turns out he's actually a, a little little um. Cool guy with pointy ears looks kind of like um momo from um avatar
1: he's adorable
0: um and he's piloting a scary looking droid suit um ahsoka has a nice little conversation with him to help him with his confidence because he's you know he's just worried about you know you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to look tough to be tough
1: exactly it's and so nice
0: ahsoka is great she doesn't really get the most screen time in this episode mm-hmm. but she really is one of the one of the there's a reason she's getting a her own solo series she's a really great character and good Star Wars fans, as difficult as they are to impress, um, really warmed up to her.
1: Oh, okay, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah,
0: because she's very, very, she's very, very annoying at first.
1: Oh, <laughs> like,
0: like they, they, re- they, really have her being like just like the, the really obnoxious bratty little sister archetype at the beginning. Um, you know, and you know, beige. yeah, and you know, it's there's like this cheesy, cheesy dynamic between her, between her and Anakin. Anakin calls, and he actually, actually, she actually drops the name real quick. He calls her Snips because she's snippy.
1: Wow. And
0: she calls him Sky Guy. Sky
1: Guy. (laughs) so cheesy. (laughs) I like that, though. What better way to just, like, roast somebody than, you know, roast their last name? That's personal.
0: So, slowly but surely, the villagers are becoming more and more capable of defending themselves. They're trying to figure out their own ways, knocking down trees and doing all kinds of, you know, speeder bike stuff. Um, They're becoming more and more capable of defending themselves. Uh, But a pirate scout spies in their training. Um, and is pretty brutally killed by uh, by one of the bounty hunters, Embo. I can't...
1: just the the killing, the on-screen killing, caught me off guard. I just want to say that.
0: Yeah, um, that's one thing that is very jarring. Clone Wars, it, it it definitely comes off as a kids' show. You know, it, it has a it's it, it's a very it's a like you know it, every episode opens with like a with like a, a fortune cookie little lesson. Oh, at the very beginning. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's de- it's, it's TVPG. Like like there's no there's not there's no blood or anything that 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 goes into it, but um there is death. There is br- pretty 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 explicit death too. Like 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 it, like it's not like the A team where like they would like they would like blow up a van and then like the van would roll over and then like the guys would get out, like, "Ooh, we'll get you next time, A team." Embo? No, he Breaks his neck, yeah.
1: Literally, he um, he literally breaks like it. three different guys' necks in you, this You whole... hear it, yeah. Yes, oh my god. There's
0: there's like spears that go through people's chests, and that one
1: caught me off guard too. God.
0: Yeah, and they 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 don't go to like this kind of killing too terribly often, um, because usually the battles are are the are the 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 Republic versus droids. Mm. So it's just they're taking apart they're taking apart robots.
1: Oh yeah, they're just talking about robots and you know clones of a person. Yeah, but the,
0: when 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 they, when they when they when they go though, there's there's usually there's usually some some there's usually some fanfare at least like they're they they're, they're, they're it's actually treated like it, it's treated respectfully when a clone dies.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, the sh- the show at least does the the the. the 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 universe does not treat them respectfully. No, at all.
1: they they were dealt a really bad hand by the universe. It's, it's
0: so bad, and it gets and it gets it gets even worse. Like there like there's a there's there's the the last arc obviously in the series in season seven, is the Order Sixty Six arc, and oh my god, does that get brutal?
1: My stomach just dropped. <laughs> it, it, you know, like that, that. I remember watching. Oh. I remember
0: watching Clone Wars, and just I remember watching Clone Wars and being like, man, I really love some of these clones. And I'm just thinking, oh no, oh God, they're going to have to, these, these clones are going to have to, um, these clones are going to have to turn on their Jedi friends eventually. Oh man. For anybody unfamiliar, by the way, Order 66 was the order that ended the Clone Wars and began the Galactic Empire. Um. There's something in clones. I don't want to like spoil it too much, but there is something in clones that there's a. It's kind of like a. It's a very. It's a very. It's a very, uh, very spycraft kind of thing. There's a. There's a. There's an activation phrase. Um, Execute order sixty six, which required every clone who are they're 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 conditioned. They're like genetically conditioned to uh, to follow orders. It's actually, it's actually like a really creepy, um, kind of like ongoing, like ongoing, um, kind of like phrase, a, a motif that keeps coming back. <laughs> Is um is is like clones, clones kind of um saying good, like the, they they they, kind of, they they kind of say it like in a kind of like a like a like a like a yeah, let's go kind of loyal way. Good soldiers follow orders, but oh. as as the show goes on and the less they want to unless they do want to follow the orders especially when we get into like the Bad Batch it becomes kind of like monotone they're like good soldiers follow orders
1: Jesus it's so creepy oh my god just
0: but yeah it's dark
1: being desensitized to war and just killing others oh my god it's bad yeah
0: um, so yes uh, death is a very big thing and it gets very explicit sometimes in the Clone Wars and that's yeah it's definitely something that kind of makes you kind of makes you uh, kind of makes you jump a little bit I, I, I forgot how bad it got
1: yeah, I just didn't know, but I do appreciate that it is, um, I do appreciate that it kind of brushes into or, like, brings, brings out, you know, some of the atrocities of war, um, because, you know, I, I, I did think it was a kid's show until I saw all that. Then I was like, oh, wait. It's, it's
0: usually generally appropriate for kids, more or less. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets it gets dark. Yeah. Although I'm on board with it, though, because I think I think the, like all, all the best kid's shows do get dark.
1: Oh, yeah. You I know, mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm all for traumatizing children a little bit.
0: <laughs> um, so when Hondo's scout f- uh, fails to report back, um, Hondo decides, okay, well, I guess the Jedi must be helping. So time to mobilize, mm-hmm. uh, revealing that he has an ace up his sleeve. Tank. Well, <laughs> just make me laugh. It makes no sense that they do this. Um, he says. He says. Um. He he says. He says. Um. um Speak softly and carry a big tank or and drive a big tank, which is a paraphrase of a famous phrase uttered by Teddy Roosevelt. And I'm like, I I, I really have nothing to say about that. I just like, I'm just like the, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs>
1: It was weird. Why are we quoting
0: Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt? Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Like there was after that. After he said that 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 line, there was just a pause, and I'm like, oh, I feel like there should be a laugh track or something. You know, it was weird. I wonder if it was. Yeah. I'm, it made me wonder. Like, was that scripted or is that that just Jim Cummings being. Jim Cummings. I it was so.
0: It's 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 so weird because Teddy Roosevelt. I'm assuming. I mean, first of all, even if he was alive at this point, um, nobody would know who he is in this galaxy.
1: Exactly. So why reference? It was just a weird <laughs> it's, move. It's so
0: strange. Yeah. So. The pirates attack, and honestly, I don't think I need to get too um, into, into into the weeds on the action. Star Wars stuff happens. There's jumping between speeder bikes and lightsaber duels. You know, that Anakin Anakin gets in a duel with. Um, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> you know, it's very fun, well choreographed and well animated. It's very fun to watch. Star Wars action is always great. It uh, the good. villagers do a fantastic job defending themselves. You know, they're they 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 use their they use their they use their wiles because they're they're not like the they're not like the most physically imposing group of group of guys they're like um they're, I, they're 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 kind of like turtles without shells
1: yeah i was thinking they look like fish they look like darwin from the the world of gumball
0: Yeah, they just kind of have a little bit yeah they, they're yeah. There's like this little yeah they, they're they're very they're very like uh they're kind of like they're kind of like egg slash pear shaped kind of they have tiny <laughs> tiny heads with with long necks um they're adorable I, yeah, they're just very, yeah, they're 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 they're, they're, very, they're very cute. They're, they're very they're a very cute species. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and and like half the time they just don't like. I I, I honestly just kind of feel bad for them in general. It's because of the fact that like, um, like they never really just to like totally consent to the idea of being trained to 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 fight these pirates. Oh. And it just kind of feels like it just kind of feels like the Jedi were like, we're gonna train you to fight the pirates, and they're just like not violent or aggressive or willful people so they're just like
1: oh okay sure yeah they constantly are like we're just farmers we don't know how to fight
0: look at our arms we don't have muscles
1: (laughs) we're weak
0: (laughs) but they manage to pull it off they do a very good they they do a very good job Mm -hmm. um anakin engages hondo in a duel um and he's got his lightsaber and hondo's got this electric cattle prod thing that a specific kind of droid uses it's one of the only things uh, in the galaxy, that can that can stand a lightsaber that isn't another lightsaber. Oh,
1: okay. Like there's
0: that, and there's like uh, a spear that the Mandalorian uses.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. My my girlfriend was telling me that um, people associated with Grievous usually have that. Um, yeah, that paddle prod. Uh, yeah, it's okay. like
0: a, yeah, it's like for anybody who's on. It, it's like this double sided. Uh, it's like a cotton swab. I was with just like, okay. With, like, thank with, like, you. Like both sides of it are like are like are, are covered in like purple electricity.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool. Kind of weird, but weird.
0: And so they get into a duel. Uh, Anakin manages to knock him off of a cliff. Hondo begs for mercy, and Anakin pulls him up. Dumb move.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking about the Lion King. <laughs>
0: because he, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> he,
0: like, he, like, promises, oh, it's, oh, it's cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gonna call off my men. It's cool. Help me. And then he does. And then um, Hondo's and monkey lizard, um, for anybody unfamiliar with that, that is that little um, salacious bee crumb, the little, the, little, the little guy that hangs out with Jabba the Hutt.
1: Oh right, yeah, that's, that's why I've, that I've a, seen it. That is a
0: Kowakian monkey lizard. Uh, you can buy a little puppet at, at, at Disneyland that rides on your shoulder, and you can like manipulate like a puppet and make him move his head. I want one so bad because Kowakian monkey lizards are cool. Um, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, he fire he fires the gun in the tank. The, do-
1: the 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 monkey lizard that thing fires the tank. And he, he was he
0: was going at Anakin too. Like he was like on yeah. his back. He was like biting his leg. Wasn't doing very well because, you know, Anakin is a physically fit person.
1: And, you know, the monkey lizard is might as well do as much damage as my dog Reggie, you know. Yeah,
0: he's just a little <laughs> little 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 guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um fire so he fires the gun at Anakin. Anakin very easily being a Jedi, he very easily avoids the blast, just backflips off the cliff and lands on his feet.
1: Off this hundred foot cliff and he lands it perfectly like 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 he's Spider-Man. It was amazing. It's it's
0: yeah. It, it it's the force. The, the, there's there's lots oh, there's okay. lots of there's lots of practical like 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 you can you can do you can do like force grabs and, and 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 force pushes and all that stuff. But you're also but you can also kind of use the you can all you can, you can also kind of use the force to like kind of cushion like kind of kind of like create a cushion underneath you when you land or to slow down your fall. That's
1: because, really cool, actually.
0: Yeah, because because the, the force is like people people sometimes forget that the force is an energy field that surrounds every that surrounds and goes through every single thing in the entire galaxy it, it kind of gets treated like jedi superpowers like it's just oh the, you can you can you can um you can push things and you can grab things and and all that kind of stuff but it's present every in every square inch every single square millimeter of the galaxy and you and and you can and Jedi are trained to be able to manipulate it in any way that they see fit.
1: Okay, that's cool.
0: So that's yeah. So, so I, I I buy that he was able to that he was able to <laughs> land.
1: <laughs> well, with that explanation, I can buy it too now.
0: Um, so yeah, he easily avoids the blast, lands directly on his feet. Um, Hondo enacts the most badass retreat I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it always makes me laugh every time. He's like on he's he's on top of the cliff. He looks like he's about to rally, and he says, "This effort." Is no longer profitable, and he just leaves.
1: <laughs> I-, I was busting up laughing. I was like, "What is this guy a Ferengi from Star Trek?" Because like that's basically that's that that's literally that w- almost word for word. Like uh, when they're when the Ferengi are done with something, they're like, "This isn't profitable anymore. We don't want to deal with this."
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing about Hondo and his band of pirates. They're not good people, obviously, but they do sometimes align with the good guys, and they're not. And they're not like super like. You know iconoclastic you know they're not gonna like they're not they're not gonna like hitch their wagon to something that isn't (laughs) profitable to them for too long if something is becoming more trouble than it's worth they'll just leave and i i I, I i always appreciate having a little bit of pragmatism there And you know you'll 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 see you'll see hondo show up in more in more like friendly circumstances throughout star wars canon you know he's he'll sometimes he'll sometimes you know for for a price or because they have a common enemy he'll help um in the kind of role playing scenario on the Millennium Falcon ride at Disneyland, you're working for him. Oh. he's he's like like, like like you're you're on a you're on like a you're on like a smuggling mission for him.
1: Okay, that's cool. Um, so
0: yeah, he's 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 a he's a, he's a character that kind of that kind of jumps back and forth. He's just kind of just he's, just he's just trying to he's just trying to make his make his way in the galaxy. He does that in somewhat evil ways, fairly often, but he's definitely not the worst.
1: So would you categorize uh, him as like lawful neutral or like chaotic neutral?
0: Probably, it's kind of tricky. Um, right,
1: <laughs> he's in the neutral ground. We'll, I, we'll I, say I
0: I'd probably say chaotic because you never really know exactly because he likes to the, because there because there are times too where he'll he'll they'll have a common enemy and he'll be working with them and then he'll just betray them because there's something you know and he'll just disappear and no so nobody really trusts Hondo, but they know <laughs> that he's got kind of a code of honor. And he won't entirely. He he has more serious arcs later on in the series and throughout. Um, he's he's in, he's in this and he's in rebels a lot, and so oh, okay. you'll see. Yeah, you'll, you'll 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 see him a lot. Hmm. Um, so yeah, to wrap it up, Cassus thanks everyone for their help and giving them the tools to defend themselves. And with that, the bounty hunter the bounty hunters offer the Jedi that ride they were asking for. <laughs> Cut to credits. Um, <laughs> it ends very abruptly as many of these um, as many as many Clone Wars episodes do. But, and I don't mind it, because it started abruptly, too.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, I felt like I was really thrown in and then just snatched out of this episode. So, Tim, how does this episode hold up for you?
0: All right, so the Clone Wars, above all things, it just, in, 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 in it, above, above, above all the things that it, that it, that it, that it gets into, you know, ethics of war, the soldier's life, um, life under a big civil war like this. Above all those things, it's pure concentrated Star Wars. Um, I've heard people on, like, podcasts and stuff talking about Star Wars refer to this, refer to the Clone Wars, as possibly, like, just kind of pound for pound the absolute best canon Star Wars material that there is. Hmm. Because, yeah, it gets really deep into stuff. It's very satisfying at certain points. Um, There's some really, really, really good arcs later on in the series, especially. It's fluffy. But so is Star Wars. You know, it, 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 it's fluffy, but it feels emotional enough to keep you invested. Mm-hmm. Just like all the best movies in the series. That it's, 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 it's fluffy and swashbuckling. You know, you got people like, you know shooting grappling hooks and swinging across chasms and trying to save the princess and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but you do feel there's a humanity and a heart to all of it. And that is what keeps people coming back to Star Wars. It's what keeps me coming back to Star Wars. Um, what I love about this show, and this episode touches on it a bit, is that it goes back and it retroactively strengthens strengthens the prequels. Like not not too terribly much in this one, but the show does give you more time with Anakin and Obi Wan. You know, mm-hmm. you, you 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 see you see them bantering. You know, there's, there's a there's a there's a scene where they're just arguing back and forth and just bickering, like siblings you know and the is just watching and laughing
1: yeah um, i, I re- you, re- remember that you
0: see those moments and you're like man i love watching them together and it just breaks your heart because looming oh. over it you because like cuz like looming looming over it you know about that duel on mustafar and about anakin being set on fire and becoming Darth Vader you know anakin turning his back on the Jedi order all this stuff all the stuff happens and it adds it adds a lot more retroactively to especially Revenge of the sith
1: yeah i'm depressed now <laughs> it's it's
0: it's it, 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 it can be very hard to watch sometimes. It, it it actually is why it's so important that the show aired after the prequels were already over as opposed to between 2 and 3 chronologically. Mm-hmm. I would definitely tell anybody out there like don't don't watch the Star Wars don't don't watch like the Star Wars prequel material chronologically because I feel that you wouldn't you won't get as much out of the Clone Wars unless you are already aware of what goes on in the prequels because there's a lot of foreshadowing. There's a lot oh, of yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of moments where like there'll there'll be like a there'll be like a there'll be like a a moment that, 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 that kind of like references something that's gonna happen at the end of the prequels or in the original trilogy and you'll just hear a quick sting in the music of the of the, the Imperial March.
1: Yeah, you'll hear you'll hear Vader's light motif or whatever and I'm mm-hmm. like, Well, now we know. <laughs> and you know it's
0: gonna yeah. Oh, and, 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 and another thing too is that um, Kevin Kleiner is the is the composer of this show. One of the best Star Wars composers. He really. I um, mean, I mean, I mean. He's not. I mean, nobody's. Nobody's John Williams. John Williams is the only person who will ever be John Williams. But you get some really, really good Star Wars music in this show.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: even like the, the show even has its own distinct uh, arrangement of the Star Wars theme.
1: I noticed that which okay. I
0: which I have I I used to hate it, but I've come to appreciate it more as 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 I've watched the show.
1: As soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, remix, that's cool.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's 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 definitely lots of really good Star Wars composers. Um, you know, you obviously got Williams. You've got yeah, you got Kevin Kleiner. Um, Ludwig Göransson does the music for the live action shows, and he's really really great. I mean I mean I mean his his music his Star Wars music is far different than any other Star Wars music, hmm. but it still fits it's really really good stuff. Uh so yeah, aside from giving us I I, I digress very very hard. <laughs> I it's apologize everybody. <laughs> aside from uh giving us more of the um, Anakin Obi-Wan dynamic, it also shows us exactly what role the Jedi were assigning themselves during this conflict and it really goes a long way toward keying us into the reason that the Jedi order was so easy to destroy at the end of the Clone Wars. Mm. Um and also, quick side note. All Star Wars things from now until the end of time, until the end of the franchise, should be dedicated to Akira Kurosawa as this episode is. The first thing, you get the red text across the screen saying, dedicated to Akira Kurosawa. Mm -hmm. Every movie should start that way because (laughs) Star Wars would not be a thing the way that it is now Mm
1: -hmm. without
0: Kurosawa's uh, cinematic language and iconography. It's true. Uh, this episode directly references Seven Samurai, but yeah, it's like I said, it would not exist the way that it does without 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 the movie. So I definitely think that this show, the show, honestly, I feel like was a little bit ahead of, ahead of its time.
1: Honestly. Okay, you
0: know, this, yeah. is, this is this is like late two thousands. They could have they could have very easily just gotten into like the glory of war and how cool it is that these clones are 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 taken out are taken out these 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 droids in really great ways. But they really, it goes a long way towards showing. I mean, it's not like the separatists are painted as good people ever no it's it's star wars it's it's pretty black and white Mm -hmm. but it does show that no there are problems with the with the with the republic and that's why it was so easy for them to take it down yeah and so yeah i i it's 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 ahead of its time and it it, honestly you're gonna get a lot of it as a kids are gonna get a lot a lot out of the show like just in terms of like just knowing how knowing how a government works <laughs> not entirely you know it's it's not gonna make them happy about how a government works, but you know what I wish I'd learned these things sooner,
1: yeah, I mean recognizing um hypocrisy and I don't know just people defaulting to the whole its orders or it's none of our business, it's not part of our orders that whole thing it's it's it really shows you a lot because i was as I was watching it too, I was like, wow, this is that was pretty brutal. It gets bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so I I guess to answer the to answer the question 100%, I, I this this holds up very very hard. I love this show and I love this episode.
1: Cool. Uh, for me, I just want to say <laughs> I just want to I just want to say I love the homoeroticism in dedicating one's piece of art to another man and his piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just had to go there um, no it's a really good homage uh, it is a very 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 condensed bite sized version of Kurosawa's Seven Samurai that is a whole three plus hour long movie with an intermission that's about five to ten minutes long and oh my god, it doesn't get into all the intricacies and all the the complicated relationships in and the background story for uh, like 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 we do like we get in Seven Samurai. Um, there's a lot more death in in Seven Samurai, like a ton more. You, it, it's really sad. It's really emotional, actually. Um, but it's cute. This is really cute. Um, can I also say that I also love the sexual tension between Obi Wan and the trans bounty hunter Sugi? There was tension there, right? A little
0: bit, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You, good. you, you, you can always tell when you can always tell when Obi Wan's got sexual got sexual tension with someone because um, there's a there, there, there is like a whole like they, they never they never get into it but there is a um, there is a there's a there's a there's, a there's a there's a there's a there's a duchess a Mandalorian duchess named Satine who um oh? he definitely he definitely has a thing for her but he can't can't he can't do anything about it because he's a jedi and that's forbidden oh right <laughs> um but yeah so he famously they famously have you know some kind of a thing going on and, you know, that happens here and there with characters, Obi-Wan. And um, so, yeah, it, it, 100% is always, it, it, you, you can always tell. You, you know how Obi-Wan is when I, he's got to uh, think for somebody.
1: Oh, my God. That's so funny. So it wasn't, okay, so that was actually sexual tension. I'm so glad. <laughs> but, yes, I lo- I'm love. i loving the the tension between there. I was like, okay, trans support, love it. Um, I also love how beautiful the world is. Uh, that was one. That was the first thing that popped out at me. Was one, the animation is great, um, but two, the, the the way they made this little planet, it's just it's just really nice. It's kind of like one of like the Avatar planet, but
0: it's very it's very Pandora-like.
1: Yeah, yeah Pandora. That's what it is. <laughs> is
0: it Pandora? Wait, I'm, that, that, it is Pandora, right?
1: I think it's Pandora. Okay, I just want
0: to make sure I'm not getting it mixed up with because um, I know I know Pandora is the planet on Borderlands. In borderlands i just want to get those mixed up i think it's pa-
1: pandora is a popular name it, it, it is a very <laughs> it, it is a very
0: other planet sounding name
1: right yeah so uh the the navi planet the avatar planet it reminded me of that but um you know more animated and just a lot brighter a lot nicer um the fighting yes i loved that that was good um i dig i really dig seeing is watching series like this and seeing the side quests and the side characters that flesh out the Jedi and the overall Star Wars plot like like I've only seen this is only like the second episode I've watched of the entire Clone Wars series Canon mm. but it's really cool watching these characters interact more with each other and even with um with um with Anakin's Padawan. What was her name again? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. I love her. Ahsoka's I love her great. so much.
0: Oh yeah, she get yeah, the and she gets she gets so much more to do as the, as the series goes on. Um she's fantastic. Yes. And, you know, she and and you know, she eventually finds her way into the live action um realm played by somebody different than the voice actor, which always bummed me out.
1: Um well, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um but but yeah, the, char- the yeah, you you definitely see more of the more of the character. Uh she's a very she's a, she's a strong recurring character in um, Rebels as well.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: Lots of, yeah, so she's yeah, but Ahsoka Ahsoka is fantastic. Like I, I I was I was I was I was like many. I I was I was always weirded out just narratively by her presence just because mm. of the fact that it's like well, Anakin trained somebody during the Clone War nobody mentioned this in Revenge of the Sith right it just felt shoehorned in and you know what it was
1: (laughs) ah but
0: um, yeah I I, I don't think the plan was to I don't think the plan was to have her was to have her involved and I think eventually they they kind of retroactively made that decision
1: Mm.
0: but um, I think eventually eventually it works
1: okay cool yeah no I really like her I I didn't get much of her but I really liked her I'm gonna give this episode 5 out of 5 stars
0: yeah, this is good. a really, really good one. This whole show is fantastic, and and honestly, good. like arc to arc, you really have no idea what you're gonna get. You know, this 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 week, oh, it's a Jar Jar Binks story.
1: Oh man, He's really? Like,
0: it's it's a, I I was actually I was watching I was watching one last night. It's a it's a it is a buddy story between Alderanian Senator Bail Organa, Princess Leia's father, and Jar Jar Binks, and it's magnificent.
1: <laughs> fun. That should be fun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: they scale him back by a lot though he's a lot oh, okay, he's cool. he's a lot he's a lot less um, weird caricature.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and, I appreciate and, 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 that. And, and, and he's, he's,
0: he's yeah. That, that, that is definitely not me being a Star a Jar Jar Binks apologist. Um, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is one of the worst things, especially in the Phantom Menace like i i remember- I remember like I remember just like like re rewatching phantom Menace and seeing him like you know pratt fall around the you know the, the 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 pod racing pit area, and then like that cow thing farts in his face, and I'm like, oh <sighs> this is unfortunate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm
1: like wow this i did the 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 the, the cumulative sigh that was funny, <laughs> oh my god yeah that's that's basically how I feel about jar jar is just one long exacerbated sigh. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> they they don't I, I, I don't think you can fix that character entirely, but they definitely make some moves toward making him a less uncomfortable character and a little bit, a little bit more dignified as dignified as a character like that can get. Cool. He's not around all the time, but he does. He is he is a little bit better, but they're, they're able to use his strengths a little bit more. In episodes like that.
1: Well, I'm glad there's some improvement. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, like th- that's that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of like the main mission of the series. It feels like is like let's mm. let's let's try to make the prequels better. And honestly, I hope they do something like this for the sequels because this, like, there there are things that I love in the Star Wars sequels, and uh, I'll come out and say the Last Jedi, one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I think it's fascinating. It was good. There are things I don't like in it, but it's but it's but it's generally a really fascinating exploration of Star Wars itself which I think a lot of people aren't really down for
1: yeah aside from that really ugly uncool stuff yeah it was a good movie
0: yeah um, but as a whole the Star Wars sequel trilogy was a mess an absolute Mm -hmm. total mess and I really would love to see them do something that takes place between maybe 8 and 9 that kind of helps that kind of helps to flesh it out a little bit more maybe we can get beyond somehow Palpatine Returned
1: Oh <laughs> my god! It's so un- it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm not even a Star Wars fan, and I have such an issue with this. Oh my god! If,
0: the thing is, if it didn't make sense, that would be one thing. But it's the fact, that, like the writer, by having Poe um, say <laughs> somehow Palpatine returned, <laughs> that was basically the writers telling us we don't get it either.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you. We don't. You.
0: We don't get it either. We don't care. Everybody, let's just get on the same page i hate palpatine's it. back that's a thing eat your popcorn you idiots
1: i hate <laughs> it i hate it so much <laughs> every time we every time every time it comes up I'm, I'm i just get heated i don't even like star wars oh
0: okay well i could rant about star wars all day but um i gotta get i gotta be getting out of here pretty soon um if you let's, let's wrap things up if you like what you just heard uh make sure to tell your friends or leave us a rating and review wherever you found us to help spread the word uh, check out our website uh, we are a student-run newspaper at Riverside City College uh, you can also find our website uh, if, if you're on campus or in the Riverside area uh, you can either go to one of the libraries or one of our orange boxes on campus to pick up a physical paper or you can check out all of our stories on viewpointsonline.org uh, find us on Facebook Riverside City College Viewpoints as well as on Twitter and Instagram at Viewpoints. Uh, Leo if the people were to be searching for you where could they find you?
1: I suppose y'all could find me on Twitter and Instagram at chupacabral, that is chupacabra with an L and an underscore at the end, all lowercase. Uh, hit me up, let me know if you like my takes or not, uh, we can fight about it, I don't care. <laughs> Where can the people find you, Tim?
0: Uh, I love the way too that you're like, well, depends who's asking, but they <laughs> might be able to find me at chupacabra with an L and underscore. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nacy Tim. That is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. And I think that will do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Thank you. Goodbye.